Hello, everyone, and welcome to Midnight Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Latasha Molidor, and I will be sharing with you my personal ghost stories and stories I've heard from my family members, friends, and other sources. I hope you enjoy. Tonight on episode 28, I will be sharing some listener stories of their ghost encounters from when they were kids, a story about a haunted nursery, and something creepy that came up when I was talking to my mom and sister on FaceTime while they were going through some old pictures of us as kids. Stick around. Ghost experience. Maybe. I've always been fascinated by ghosts and afterlife. I've seen all the TV shows, granted some are better than others. I personally find Ghost Hunters with Zach the most legitimate one. I never really had a paranormal experience of which I can 100% say it was. However, this one experience has left me wondering and I have no rational explanation. Okay, so about two years ago, I went into work with my partner over the Christmas break. She works in a nursery, which is an old Victorian building. It used to be a high-end house back in the day. My partner had to pop in to print some stuff off. I can't remember what for. She always told me how old the building is and how weird noises can be heard. Footsteps can be heard from above, etc. We were the only ones in that building. We unlocked the door, the alarms went off, and were reset. No contractors were in. We were the only car in the car park. We were there for about 15 minutes, and then things kicked off. First off, we heard clear as day footsteps from upstairs walking across the floor. My partner originally said it was just creaking of the building because it was so old and brushed it off. Then again, footsteps, clear as day from above us. We could even locate the footsteps as we heard them move from left to right above us. This continued on and off for a few minutes. Next thing we know, we hear this loud bang, like a door slamming shut. A few minutes pass and we hear it again. My partner says it's just outside traffic. I tested that theory. I looked out the window and a lorry passed. We didn't hear the noise we'd heard. All this time, footsteps from above can be heard. We were getting ready to finish up and go into the other building, more on that soon. Then a different sound is heard, like stuff falling and crashing on the floor. My partner says we need to go and see what that was. No windows were left open, it's over Christmas, and the nursery is shut. My partner finally convinced me to head upstairs. We checked every room and nothing had fallen or been moved. We no longer heard the footsteps or doors slamming while we were upstairs. So we now go into the other building, which is an old Victorian coach house. My partner has told me about a few odd things that have happened to people. However, as we were walking up the stairs, we hear a faint but very clear baby crying. There were no babies with us. You couldn't really hear what was going on outside and this building is behind the main nursery. So away from the street. I have absolutely no explanation for the above. I've tried to research the house, but found nothing.
I think I found a spirit when I was 14. Also, the house may be haunted. Something very strange happened to me back in 2017. To give you all the context, it was about 3 a.m. and I headed downstairs to get some water. I was a full atheist, jump to agnostic by now, and I wasn't scared to walk in the dark. I was very proud of how I knew God, ghosts, demons, etc. were all human creations. That day shook my faith and my own knowledge. Yeah, knowledge, I know. I was that kind of annoying teen atheist you probably know or have seen online. Anyway, I was going to the kitchen when I bumped into someone in the hall. It was so dark I couldn't see anything but a human form. Not tall, looked just about my size. Of course, that scared me. But my first thought wasn't, oh my god, it's a ghost. I thought it was someone from the house. I remember putting a hand on my chest and saying, you scared me, while we changed places. I passed by them and turned around. I saw the shadow of the person going a little down, almost sitting on the stairs, then getting back up and clumping on the wall, looking at me. I felt like whoever it was got scared with me too. But the thing is, the person didn't say shit. I knew we looked at each other very still, then something overcame me. I got really, really scared. I started running for the bathroom where I stayed the whole night until it was finally morning and I heard my grandma going around the house. I mean, I was in the bathroom for three hours. I felt like someone was right there in the door. I felt the pressure in the air and all that. I thought it was an intruder, but it made no sense. Even an intruder would make a sound if they suddenly bumped into someone in the dark. They would say something. I would hear a breath, anything. There was nothing, only the presence. I have talked about this to people in the house and it was none of them. Over the years, I have heard stories from multiple people about spirits going around the house. There was this woman who took my grandma to live with her when grandma was a little kid. My grandma's mom couldn't take care of her. This woman died a long, long time ago, of course. It's a big house. When my grandma grew up, she took the other big half and made a wall to separate the house she grew up in and the one that she took for herself. She tells me the day she married and got back to the house, she saw that woman in front of her in the same hall this happened to me. Just once, then never more. And she's Catholic, so that's a lot to admit. My sister told me once she was in the other house, not the one my grandma took, and saw feet, like very disgusting and dead-looking feet. She says she just ran off, but she claims to have seen the woman more than once looking at her silent by the end of the sofa while she watched TV. They haven't seen her these past couple years in the house anymore. Maybe she's gone. There's this black shadow too. My mom told me she was with my sister when she was little, before I was born, and saw a man. I think it's a funny story because she put her hands on her face to hide and asked my sister to take a look and see if there was someone there, which she agreed to. There was. Anyway, we always feel a little watched here. Strange house. Or houses. I hope you like this little entry into the place I lived most of my life yet have very little to no ghost stories to tell compared to the rest of the residents. 
They're all open to the paranormal and are very serious about seeing all these things. People say those who don't believe are more vulnerable, but I think denying all of it must have created a huge wall around me where spirits can't reach or could for a very brief moment, making me question myself for the rest of my life about all the certainties I had in my life. I watched The Others, 2001, with Nicole Kidman. Great movie, by the way. And it really has me thinking, if these ghosts are like living here in some sort of alternate reality, or sometimes they see and hear us as if we're the ghosts, and sometimes they don't know they're dead. And that's why that person was scared of me too. An ex-friend told me it could be that. Are you a fan of true crime? If so, come and join me as I discuss true crime cases involving murder and survivor stories. I'm Latasha, the host of In the Eyes of True Crime, and on this podcast, I want to share some of my favorite cases that I have found interesting over the years. If there are any cases you want to hear, just send them my way. Let's talk about it. Woman in white. When I was a kid, it was me, my sister, her friend Veronica, and Veronica's little brother Isaiah. We were all hanging out outside when all the power in the neighborhood went out. And about 20 minutes later, that's when the sun went down. My parents and their parents were still at work and they were paying my older brother to babysit us. He was 16 at the time, so he wouldn't have babysat us unless he got paid to do it. Anyway, as we were hanging out, my older brother pointed to the abandoned two-story house that was directly in front of our house and said, Hey, do you guys see that woman in the second floor foyer window? As we looked up, there was this woman in an all-white dress that appeared to be facing our direction. We couldn't see her face, however, because it was almost pitch black. The only thing that was giving us light to see was my neighbor's house. He had lit up about maybe 10 to 20 candles and lived directly next to us, so it had given us enough light to see the woman's dress and figure, but not her face. My older brother, being the instigator that he was, dared all of us to go inside this house to go talk to her. At the time, we were 9 and 12. My sister and Veronica were both the same age, while me and Isaiah were also the same age. Trying to prove ourselves to my cool older brother, we accepted the dare. We brought a giant flashlight with us that my dad kept around in a hurricane kit and proceeded to make our way to the abandoned house. Me being nine years old, I was a bit terrified and unsure that I wanted to do this. But after watching how courageous everyone else was willing to be, I decided to continue on. Opening the door, we immediately noticed that this house was completely run down on the inside despite the outside being well taken care of. The paint on the walls was moldy and chipping, the wooden floors looked cracked and rotted, and there was a moist smell in the air that was somewhat unbearable to breathe, but nevertheless, we still went on our way. We made it up to the second floor when all of a sudden we heard a giant creak coming from behind the walls. I started to tell everyone that the woman wasn't in there and that we should leave. This was actually a front because I was extremely terrified of the environment alone and sensed danger was coming. But to no avail, 
everyone wanted to continue on. As we made a turn and entered the foyer, we saw absolutely nothing but a towel hanging over a railing that overlooked the first floor, so I calmed down immediately. I even grabbed the towel and threw it down to the first floor. As we were leaving, however, we heard this blood-curdling scream come from a different room in the house that sounded like someone managed to scream while choking and gurgling at the same time. I guess it was loud enough for even my brother to hear because he ended up running over and kicking the door in while screaming at us to come down the stairs and to leave the house. As we looked back at the house, the woman was no longer there and my brother proceeded to tell us that after I threw the towel, that the lady in white simply walked right past me, but knew something was up and we didn't react to it. 13 years later, I found out that the woman in the white dress was apparently a ghost that haunts countryside areas and may be a victim of suicide or murder, which was a result of betrayal by a husband or lover. story. About 12 years ago, I moved into my house. It's an upper masonette that was built around the turn of the century, 1910 or thereabouts. When I first moved in, I lived with my brother and we began to notice some strange things. Firstly, windows that we'd swore we closed were wide open. Not that strange, mistakes can be made, but it happened so often that we decided to do an experiment. We closed and locked every window in the house and then took the bus into town. We spent a few hours shopping, then came home. When we got back, all the windows were unlocked and wide open and a stack of plates from the kitchen cupboard were on the counter. This phenomena continued. Wet handprints appeared on the ceiling in the kitchen and bathroom. Handprints appeared on the outside of the windows, and not long after, blood started to appear on the floors and walls. It ranged from splashes where it looked like it had been flung to small pools on tables and on the floor. Once, my brother's partner's train tickets home that were in his wallet turned up on the living room floor in a small pool of blood. We absolutely could not explain what was happening. A friend of ours, who was a nurse at the Royal Victoria Infirmary in Newcastle, took a swab of the fluid and confirmed that it was indeed human blood type A. Once, when my brother and I were watching television in the living room, we could smell smoke and it took us a long time to discover that the underside of our dining table was on fire. No flames, but the wood was smoldering, a red hot ember. We had to turn the table over and cover it with wet towels before we went to bed. The blood continued to materialize at regular intervals, and we also started to discover some purposeful placement. When opening the bathroom cupboard, there would be stacks of jars and bottles of shampoo, cosmetics, etc., balanced so precariously that a touch would cause them to collapse. One morning, I woke up and found every knife from the cutlery drawer in the fridge, By this point, my brother had moved out and I decided to call a priest. Unfortunately, he seemed quite uninterested and said he could only offer the same blessing he would bestow on any new home. The phenomena did not stop. In fact, it got more frequent. 
I sent an email to the Society for Psychical Research, but received no reply. At last, my mother, who was a very devout woman, said she knew of a priest who was mandated to deal with these sorts of things. I contacted him, and funnily enough, when he arrived, I recognized him. He had baptized my friend's eldest daughter and also did mass at the school I attended. He assured me that whatever was happening was not dangerous and I could not be harmed. He went from room to room with holy water, much as one might imagine. Then he held my hand and sang prayer, which I believe was improvised. Before he left, he stuck a piece of laminated paper above my kitchen door that bears just a series of letters and numbers. I have no idea what they mean. He would not take any money from me. We shook hands and he left. There has never been any activity since then. Not really a thrilling tale, but true. on these stories actually and the stories are really creepy so I want to talk about it. In the first story, The Haunted Nursery, I know they tried to debunk the sounds in every way they could but in my opinion it definitely sounded like there was something paranormal going on in there. Footsteps and slamming doors, yeah I feel like something was in there with them. Now with the second story, I actually watched the others a couple of months ago, and from what I have heard about spirits, yes, it is possible for them to be around and not know that they're dead. Lots of times they will wander around familiar areas, so it's not always the place that they may have died in, and they might think that things are just different, so that's a possibility. The third story, I have heard so many stories about a woman in white and same. Many times they are a victim of suicide or murder from a loved one, which is crazy to think about because I never thought of that before, but it does make sense. And in the last story I shared, there is a possibility that having a priest go in and bless the house is exactly what they needed. My sister had her dad do that a few times for her in some apartments that she lived in that were haunted. Sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Maybe it really just depends on the spirit. Now I want to talk about a few things that happened to me this week. So I was on FaceTime with my mom and sister a few days ago and my mom had gotten a bunch of stuff out of storage. You have heard me mention before, my sister has had a lot of experiences with the paranormal, but my mom has always been one to never really talk about it. Well, they were going through old, old pictures of our family when we were all younger. We were looking at the pictures, having a good laugh and everything, but then they told me that they found a couple of weird pictures that stood out. They found a picture of my nephew, my sister's oldest son, when he was a baby. In the picture, he was laying on the couch, but the couch was very translucent, and you could see the frame of a baby and a swing in the picture. And at the time, they couldn't find the picture again to show me because they just had pictures all over the place. But I was even saying maybe it was just a reflection or something. But then the time and the place that that picture was taken, I don't remember having any baby swings around, just baby chairs. And I think this picture would have been from the haunted duplex that I mentioned in episode one, 
so I can only imagine what other weird things are in those old pictures that we never noticed before. The next picture I did see, and my mom texted it to me while we were on the phone. It's a picture of my mom and I sitting in front of the kitchen bar. I was probably three or four, and covering the majority of the picture, it looks like cigarette smoke, but there looks like a face in the picture. Now again, I was like, okay, these pictures are super old. Maybe someone was smoking. My mom said, no, she didn't think so. Then I said, maybe something happened when the film was being developed. But my mom said that both pictures were really creepy to her. And she never admits to anything supernatural, but she did when she looked at both of these pictures. It's something we've just never noticed before, even though we've seen these pictures so many times over the years. So for her to say that it stood out and it was creepy to her, then that makes me think there's probably something wrong with those photos. Also, if anyone saw the Instagram or Facebook post the other day, here's what happened. I was at work. I think this happened yesterday, actually. I was at work and I was in the restroom alone. While I was washing my hands, I felt a poke in my lower back to the point where it made me flinch like somebody poked me with their finger. Now, it could just all be my imagination, but it was pretty distinct. I was thinking to myself, maybe it was the band on my sweatpants, like maybe my shirt was tucked in and had moved when I was washing my hands or something. My husband said maybe it was a muscle spasm, who knows. But I went around asking my coworkers if anything creepy had ever happened to them. Some of them have been working there for 10 to 20 years or more, and they just said that they believe there may be something there because of how old the building is. One thing I did mention was me and some of the supervisors had gone back and forth to the old state hospital that is now abandoned. The hospital has moved, and the building we had been going to only has a security guard working. We were told we could gather some office furniture and office supplies that they would be removing and taken to a public place to be put up for sale. So we had been bringing a ton of stuff from that building and I was thinking, what if it had some kind of attachment? Kind of creepy, right? I hope y'all enjoyed these true ghost stories as much as I did. Happy New Year. it for this episode of Midnight Ghost Stories. If you have a story to share, please send an email to midnightghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. It will be read on the show or send in a voice recording to be played on an episode. Also be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook at Midnight Ghost Stories and Instagram at Midnight Ghost Stories Podcast. Subscribe and download to keep up with each new episode and don't forget to rate and review the show. Tune in next time for another episode of True Creepy Ghost Stories.